Hey everybody, welcome to episode 90 of Steve A.G. Uh, a very special episode, by the way, because it's my first ever live recording of Uh. I mean, they're all live in that I'm talking right now and this is live. But it was my first ever episode with a, an audience and we recorded this at the Starburns Castle in Burbank, California. Oh my God, it was so great. Such a great time. Thank you to all of those of you listening who came out. It meant a lot to me and you were an amazing audience. It was, I couldn't have asked for a better audience. And uh, huge thanks to my guests, Maya Rudolph and Dax Shepard, who I've known both of them for 20 years now. That's so weird. Maya had been billed on this for a couple weeks. Maya had said yes a while ago. And I was like, I could just talk to Maya for an hour. That'll be no problem. And then um, as it got closer to uh, the actual day of recording this, I was I was starting to get a little nervous. And I was like, I, I should have one more person. Just one more person. We'll make the conversation flow and we can play off each other. But I wanted somebody who... Um, you know, who knew Maya as well and somebody who had history with her and with me. And um, so I gave Dax a call and he was awesome. Dax has done an episode of this podcast before. You can scroll back through the archives and find it. He's an amazing guest. He has great stories, as you'll hear listening to this. Um, and I also want to thank everybody at the Starburns Castle um, for all the work they did and um, uh, made it turn out to be a really great evening. It went so so great. This was kind of an experiment, but it went so great that I think I'm going to try and do this once a month. So you'll probably be hearing more of these live episodes, hopefully. And if you want to come, just uh, you know, follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Steve Ag on both. Or you can uh, go like my Facebook page. I don't update it as frequently as I do Twitter or Instagram. But I usually am pretty good about plugging shows like this. And you can also follow Starburns Castle um, on Instagram and I think Twitter as well. And they uh, they do a really good job of uh, letting you know about these shows. So thanks to everybody there and um, everyone at Feral Audio who made this happen. And um, that's it. We're just going to get right into this episode. It was so much fun. And uh, again, thanks, Maya and Dax, for doing this. And thanks for listening as we uh, close in closer on 100 episodes. Amazing. All right. Thanks, you guys. And uh, enjoy the episode. Bye. Oh, looky there. I already have water. Ooh, it's live. Anything can happen. Thanks for coming to episode 90 of my podcast, which uh, is called Steve A.G. Uh. I've never done a live one before. Uh, I am proof that um, Facebook invites don't work. <laughs> I know, like, on Facebook, like 10,000 people, and this is what showed up. I mean, this is awesome that you guys showed <laughs> I think he's insulting us. I'm having a mild panic attack because all afternoon I've been in the green room and everyone's been talking about medical abnormalities. And now I think I might have something called sundowner syndrome. <laughs> Do you guys know what sundowners is? I just found this out. It's early stages of Alzheimer's, uh, but it 
only happens at night. It's like a vampire thing. Like, when the sun goes down, you start losing your mind. And I, I should bring my guests out to talk about this because they were talking about shit back there that was also freaking me out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring them out here, in fact, right now, so we can just get right into the show. Uh, I've known these two people for 20 years. That is fucking unbelievable to say. Uh, please welcome my friends, Maya Rudolph and Dax Shepard. Keep it going, keep it going. It's a long walk. It's a long walk across the stage. That's mine. I won't. Well, the new phones are water resistant. I, look at I, that, I can I literally put my phone. phone on ice. Do you guys know what sundowner syndrome is? You just told us. Oh, were you listening? I thought you guys well, were talking. I, heard, I, I heard Alzheimer's and then I was like, great way to get this party started. <laughs> I don't know if anyone's grandparents are suffering out there, but... Uh. Everybody's grandparents is suffering from it, unless they've already succumbed to it. But you just learned of Sundowner? That's why you're excited yeah, to tell Matt, anyone? Yeah, who's back there tending oh, bars, informed me about the symptoms of Sundowners. What are the symptoms? Agitated. Check. Shy. <laughs> Restless. Mm, not a ton. Irritable. Check. Yes, yeah. Confused. Well, depends. Nah, I know, you tell me. Disoriented? Depends That's on where we are. It really depends where we are. Where demanding? Are we? This, is, this is a jail cell, right? Demanding? Yes. This, I'd say Maya's got it. Fuck Very you. demanding. Suspicious? Of what? Of what? Exactly. What do you mean this by is that? like a weird improv game we would Suspicious play. of, of what? having sundowners. Uh, <laughs> I might have sundowners. Well, that reminds me of a really funny joke. Have you guys heard? There is a really funny Alzheimer's joke. Can I tell it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's one of the few joke jokes I'll tell all the time, and it goes. Uh, uh, so a guy goes and gets his yearly physical. He's very old, and the doctor says to him, uh, "I got two bad pieces of news for you. Uh, number one, you have cancer, uh, and number two, you have Alzheimer's." And he says, "Well, at least it's not cancer." <laughs> That's a That's great a joke, really good Dax. joke. I'll tell you why it's a good joke. Because the guy is so optimistic. Yeah. I think that's why I like it. It's to, get, to be able to say, like, well, at least it's not cancer. And he's, he's optimistic about it. until he starts succumbing to the rage and becoming violent to his family. Are there sure. more symptoms that we don't yeah. know? Uh, yelling. This is fucking. Everyone has all like these symptoms. Has yeah. This. this is a case of human. Pacing. Pacing uh -huh. is one. Like in your front yard or your house? Everywhere, okay. Dax. <laughs> Hear or see things that aren't there. This sounds terrible. Mood swings. Oh, I thought you said moose wings. <laughs> Which sounds yeah. positive. Well, if you see or hear things that aren't there, like moose wings. Well, the doctor's like, judging from your moose wings, I'd say you have sundowners. But the crazy shit. But <laughs> they don't have cancer. The crazy shit is it happens at night. <laughs> After sundown. How would they know that that's not just being disoriented in low light? Nice, Doc. Nice, right? Dr. Shepard. I'm yeah. going to blow a hole right through this whole sundowners thing. Oh, if you have a loved one that's been recently diagnosed with sundowners, bring them to me, and I'll put a positive spin on it. Do you it. only have them come to your house at night? Yes. Yes. Well, that's how I know if the condition <laughs> has At least it's in. not cancer. That's right. <laughs> My favorite joke... I'm, Paraphrasing. We're going to end this grim speak. Uh, my favorite joke is a guy goes into a grocery store. 
he buys milk, bread, cereal, and water. Goes to the checkout counter, the woman's scanning his items and she looks up at him, she goes, you must be single. He goes, yeah, how could you tell? She goes, because you're ugly. <laughs> yeah, uh, solid that's joke. That's a good one, too, yeah, yeah. I like that one. I feel like you could tell that to kids. You could tell that to kids. I have one I tell to kids. I have one I, I go to. I want to hear the one you tell to kids. Okay, so there's a bunny and... And a rabbit and a bear. And a bear. That's the one I tell ah! to kids. It's really a good one, okay, right? And we, then you can change should, whether you say... We'll well, tell I, together. I always say the bad word, which is... Which is a good punchline, but it's not great for kids. Okay, so do you want to act oh. it out instead of telling the joke? Uh, I'll be yeah, exactly. You want to be so, the bear? So uh, you, I'll be the bear. Okay, I'll be okay. the rabbit. Hello, Mister uh, Mrs. <laughs> they just called you Mister Rabbit. It's all right. <laughs> I'm not wearing any makeup. Uh, excuse, uh, pardon me, Mrs. Rabbit. Uh, do you have any trouble with shit sticking to your fur? <laughs> Actu- actually, no, I don't. Don't you say, why do you ask? Whoa, why, why do you ask? <laughs> no reason. And then he picks the bunny up and wipes his butt with him. That's a joke. And then puts the bunny back. It's better. At, well, we now know it's better just it. told. Yeah, we should yeah. You guys have kids. Yep. But I, I think, like this but joke I like way before. Say, I liked it before, and then, I, and then it's the only joke I choose to tell kids, and I, I, go, for, I go for saying shit. You say shit, yeah. It, it it's a game day better. decision, probably. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain kids you might Sometimes not say, say that. Poop. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. I had a teacher Feces. in I had a, you have a nerdy kid. Yeah, or scat. Doo-doo. Because it, it's more accurately Boobie. scat. Because it's animal dumpings. Yeah, it's like ra- rabies infested yeah. animals. <laughs> Scabies and rabies infested <laughs> scat. The ra- the <laughs> the bear says to the rabbit, Do you have any trouble with scabies and rabies infested no, scat stuck to your fur? Is Jack A. My rabbit became Jack A. Speaking of Jack A, um, <laughs> yeah. I have a real I have a real gripe that I want to share with this room of people I've never met. Great. Which is that um, in schools now, um, my son's name is Jack and his last name is Anderson, and there's another fucking Jack in his class. Of course there is. So, oh, thank you. Yeah. So. It's uh, not like his name is Dax or something. Right. That's a or common Maya. name. Maya. Right. right. Well, no, Maya's more common now than it was in the 70s when I was born, but so instead of calling him something else or giving him a nickname, they call him Jack A. Like Jackass. It's Jack A, like yeah. 227. Oh, like Jack A. Like, like Jack, hey, Jack A. Jack Kennedy. A, do you want to go play him? Like his name is Jack. Oh, I thought you were saying it sounded like Jackass. Like no, Jack A. It sounds like A. Jack A from 227. Oh, okay. Well, if he used your last name, they'd be calling him Jacker. Hey, Jacker. You could say R. Uh, they'd shorten it to Jacker. Hey, Jacker. Yeah. Hey, hey, Jacker. Sounds, I don't know why that sounds hey, Jacker. Australian. Give hey, me your Jacker. Mi- give me your milk money, Jacker. Nobody has no, milk money No, Jacker's anymore. taking Oh, they don't have milk money anymore? I don't think so. No, they don't have milk anymore. Do you pack Did lunches? You know Do you, you guys pack lunches? Did you hear they don't make milk anymore? Yeah, yeah, no more milk. Well, they don't need it. Yeah. They. They. <laughs> the, 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 the kids. The human race. Do you guys pack Does lunches? It seem- <laughs> You're talking to us about these kids as if they are unicorns. Like, you can't wrap your head around I'll never we know. have some of these things in our houses. <laughs> you don't all have you them? Do is, all you do is unplug them at night. Uh-huh. What do you feed a, a water kid? On them. What do you feed a kid? Hor- horse manure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Bandini? 
Bandini. Remember Bandini Mountain? It's a word for another word for fertilizer. Yeah. No. These kids don't know that. No. I don't know that either. No, there's there's hey, people in here who aren't young. kids. I see no, beards and 42. gray. You think that's young? You're, I can't remember if you're older than me or younger than He's me. 61. I'm 48. You're older than me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely older than you. Yeah, but I had never felt like you... Well, I always thought we were... And then I couldn't remember... It's we were so young when we met. <laughs> We, we were, I met both of you guys. I'm glad We've you're saying this because I just wanted to say uh, people may, might be curious why we even know each other, right? That feels yeah. relevant, and, and I'm glad you're going to launch into we it. We met okay. in, in... I met cult? you. I had classes with you at the Groundlings. Yep. Uh, late 90s. Mid 90s. Well, mid, mid to late, yeah. And I met you same around the same time, a little bit later, maybe. Yeah, Reagan was in office whenever that was. I think 99. <laughs> Reagan 99. was 99. 99. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. threat of nuclear yeah. war. Yeah, yeah. 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 That was 99. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dan Reagan, not Ron. <laughs> Dan Reagan. <laughs> no, we met in our 20s. I was in my 20s. I don't know about you, old man. He was 40. Yep. <laughs> and I have, but, but I, have very, I have few memories of the people that I knew from back in the Groundlings, but I have very distinct memories with you guys. Because of our great haircuts then. Well, Dax and I, I were not in classes haircut. together, but... But we did wows We went to parties together. and stuff together. Yeah, yeah, we like I have party. a very... I tell people... I, I was telling someone today... Is this I go, a poop story? No, no, no. Oh, thank God. But, okay. but there are many yeah, of those. But yeah. from Steady the beginning, from meeting Maya, I was always like, oh, she's going to be a huge star. And I think everybody thought that, like, you... You were already in a band at the time I met. You were playing with um, The Rentals. Matt Sharp, who was the original bass player for Weezer, was in a band called The Rentals, and Maya was in that band. Well, my, well it was my, yeah, it was my job out of college because my buddy, I grew up here, my buddy Rachel Hayden was in a band called That Dog at the time, and That Dog and Weezer were buddies, and then uh, all, the, all Matt's friends recorded the rentals. I'm just going to tell you guys this story. Cause yeah. we, well, how actually, long is this just thing? start at the beginning. Okay. So okay. In 1953. But I grew up with Rachel. Rachel's a triplet. Rachel Hayden is a triplet, and her sisters, Petra and Tanya, and I will Oh, Jesus. I'm going to tell this whole story. I know, I know. And so then she, they, she, anyway, we always sung together when we were kids. We always like harmonized and stuff. So yeah. she knew I did that, and then she told Matt to go out, take me out on the road. So I did that. So you didn't record with them? Uh, the second album I did. You sang and played Moog. That's correct. By That's the correct way, it is, pronounced, it is pronounced Moog. For all you fuckers, it's not pronounced Moog. Well, because Robert, because it was named after the guy. Bob Moog. Yeah. yeah. Wow, you call him Bob. You I saw Robert. a documentary, so I feel like I'm on it. I can... yeah. But in Spain, they called him Roby Moog. <laughs> no, they, so, no. they called him Jack A. <laughs> there was another Rob Moog in his class. And this will sound hacky, but I do think, I just want to make a male-female observation. So Kristen, my wife, will start telling a story. She'll go, oh my God, she was just at the store. Oh my God, I ran into um, Becky at the store. Do you remember Becky? She, she was friends with Cynthia. We all went to college together. You remember? We had both had the same audition because in high school, I'd like, I fell in love with that musical. And it becomes a story about when she's six years old, but it started as a story of five minutes ago, but it keeps going further and store. further back. Like She's like when you click on your Mac and you're in the time thing and it's just going like <laughs> as I'm listening we're like traveling through time and I felt a little bit like, like you were on the I same like trajectory that. I yeah because like there was triplets all of a sudden in their names yeah. Since we were <laughs> but I'm, I met you right after you toured with yeah. the rentals because that's when I started in fact I also have a distinct memory of you showing me a videotape from being on tour you guys were opening for Alanis Morissette 
and you had video of all of you, all of you, both bands having Thanksgiving dinner together. I had the video. I don't have that anymore. You showed me a videotape. We did have Thanksgiving dinner with her in like Ohio or I, like in some weird hotel. Yeah. And we played a lot of hacky sack. That's how you know it was the 90s. I heard that's where she got the idea for the irony song, wasn't <laughs> Wasn't there 10,000 spoons involved in the Thanksgiving dinner? Yes. I, that's what I heard. And yeah. then my distinct memory of you... I'm so scared. ...was us driving in a car. I do not know who we were with, but I know it was you. You were in the passenger seat. I think I was driving. I could be wrong. But we were on Fairfax in Santa Monica. This was 20 years ago. I don't know how I remember I think it this. was more, buddy. We were at a stoplight going to a party, and a car pulled up next to us, and you just started a conversation with the people in the car that next to us. That right. sounds Okay. You're very... I'm waiting for the really very, embarrassing part of the no, story. No, there was no embarrassing okay. part to this, I didn't but I remember... didn't or anything. But my early impressions of you was this guy is either gonna work a lot and be very famous or he's gonna die and like <laughs> go to jail <laughs> someone's gonna stab him in a sure, bar sure yeah like because you're so con con uh, conversational and charismatic and you will talk to anybody i was sure. like that's the kind of person that gets stabbed in a bar <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> which him has been attempted like, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 it's like you jfk and, and then my memory was JFK. I, I, I forgot he almost got stabbed in a bar <laughs> <laughs> but it's true I can uh, that's such a good description of you and I wasn't there but I could just see you chat just going hey and they're just chatting with people was that where we drunk already maybe I used yeah, to be a yeah. very heavy drinker guys <laughs> yeah uh -huh. I have a great memory of you you were the first man I've ever seen tape his dick back between, <laughs> between mangina his, mangina man, I thought it was the funniest shit in the world I thought I invented it <laughs> I would do it at every Why party. Did we do it? Oh, it was for a sketch that we, we wrote. We did it on stage at a Groundling show. Many, many times. Where I, we did a sketch where I taped my dick back and then taped a baby, like pacifier nipple, nipple. where my dick was. So the joke was that we'd been married and you'd never seen my dick. It's so stupid. <laughs> was this in a take out the trash this show? This was a trash show. She yeah, had never yeah. seen my dick and, and I was like, it's too small. And you're like, let me see it. And I was like, no, it's so small. And then you're, and finally you talk me into it and I, I get up out of bed and I've got, I've got this little thing and you start fucking freaking out, like screaming. And see, that's where our, our six senses of humor merged and fell in love with each other because those were like the most prolific sketches we wrote for the trash show, which at the Groundlings there was like the most horrible, like the worst. One show things. a year. Yeah. It's where like you a can be racist, sexist, it's disgusting. It's a fundraising show for the theater. And it's. For the Klan, I think. For the Ku Klux Klan. Basically, <laughs> politically. It's just pol for Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah. That's the, the only early, person that's completely un PC and no rules at all. So you try so to be as sick as possible because if you're trying to be funny for you want to other comedians, be as horrible as you yeah. can. But and that's it, not the sketch I I didn't realize that was for the trash show. The that was our first well, you know, me, the one that I remember was the on, one of me and the. I don't say it, because I was going to say this dovetails perfectly into my memories of you guys, which is, so I knew you pretty well, yep. and we went to parties together, yep. and then you, I was just a fan of. You were like, you had already been taken to You Saturday were already Live. doing like Chicago Hope, and... Uh, it was called City of Angels, you dickhead. You did Chicago Hope, too, though. You're right. Thank you. 
But sh- yeah. you had already gone to Saturday Night Live, I think, when I... When you came to do the trash show that I saw you guys do where you were in a wheelchair... You were on your first yeah. year at SNL. I was? You yeah. were, and, and I was like, as an aspiring groundling, I was like, how the fuck does AG know her? Why are they tight? And why do they have six sketches in the show? We are in classes <laughs> And, and it really confused me. Foul, disgusting things possible. That's when we Well, yeah, I remember. So you're in a wheelchair, and he wants we to were, go You down. were at that show. Yes, and you oh, go yeah. down on her, and you and you say, you no, should know something. Than, it's no, no. better than that. Okay. We, this explains your sense of humor more than anything, which is... That it's a blind date, and you're like this this guy who's like waiting for his blind date, and the doorbell rings, and I'm in a wheelchair, really bummed out and depressed. And you're earlier that day, we like, had gone and we we built little legs for her to hang off of the wheelchair. They were just they were just um, we, we stuffed some tiny nylon. Again, it was to raise money for a great cause. This was a we can't reason. remember which cause, but it really helped a lot of people. Just remember that when you're. So the door opens, and I'm in shock that my but, blind date because I was on the phone. Before before the blind date, and I said, I gotta go, my date's almost here, we're gonna go hiking up front. <laughs> so that's, not, that's not as bad as it, it got a lot oh worse. Oh my God, it's, the, way, it's the worst involved. sketch I've ever seen. And you, and you, so you roll in and I lose my shit. You're I start yelling at her, like I'm offended that she shows up crippled. It is so horrible. It is so fucking horrible, like. Well, it also was a litmus test of how how lovely you are as a human being to know that you know those things are horrible. Because some people don't. Some people don't know that things are horrible. Knowing what I know now, we should have made you the horrible person. That way, it would have been okay yes. to make fun of but a person in a wheelchair. But then we couldn't have done our, our the best pun- joke. The, pun- the punchline was, you ate me out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> under my blanket. No, but you warned him. But no, you no. warned him. You said, I need to warn you, my if I recall in, it. My mom's in France. <laughs> no, no. She tells me she's a virgin, and that gets my interest. And so I'm like, oh, well, I'll have sex with you. And so I take off my pants, and on stage, I am naked trying to get my dick hard on stage. That's the second time you were naked. I am banging it against my legs, and and she's like... the silence in this room is very appropriate. <laughs> well, I was trying to warn him that I wasn't very clean because my mom was in France. So I'm like, yeah, I, I go, I, I can't have sex with you because I can't get hard because you're crippled. I'll go down on you. And, and you then I have had a, a little, I had a little baby, like a, like a to-go tapioca. snack pot of tapioca pudding. Under her dress. Under and so blanket. I come out and there's tapioca all over my face. We did other work, too, but this is all I can remember. Am I wrong in that there was a line that said, I need to warn you when I come, I... I spray shit. Shit, yes. Okay. I didn't know if I... I go back. I had made that up in my own head. Again, it just... The context is everything. So That's, you wrote because that. after no after the that. yes that was the after black the tapioca was, after the tapioca I'm like freaking out and uh, you're so embarrassed and and I'm like look I'll just finger you and so I put my hand down and I pull out flowers do you remember this I pull flowers out from your vagina and I'm so touched that I'm like. I'll go down on you anyway. And that's when you spray shit on my face. 
and then we but, make out. I don't remember that part. Okay. I blacked out. Again, the context is everything because at the Gremlins, you are not allowed to write anything no. naughty. Oh. Really, it's very, very constrictive. You can't do anything slightly blue or slightly racial, nothing. So this is the one chance to get out of your system so it quickly goes off the rails. And what you learn when you go to one of these shows, take out the trash shows, oh, that's why they have this policy because the first three are funny and then you feel nauseous from the fourth one to like the eighth. It's and like by a two-hour show of And then you just hate stuff. being there because you can't top. Yeah, I think your guys' I spray shit when I right come line was like the third sketch. So no one after that can possibly top what they just did. I have this on video too, by the I'm way. Coming I over. still have it, yeah. Let's I have get the buried it away, video. passworded it. Like, <laughs> yeah, because it could be a career ender. You're oh, yeah. About, I feel like you're good about stuff like that. Like, I'll save stuff that's like a love letter from some guy in college. But you're like, no, we're going to need this <laughs> like, video. I might have to blackmail you someday. When we're 80. <laughs> yeah. I've done some early stuff that I get nervous that might, might pop up somewhere. Yeah, we sure. all have. It's Yeah. Well, when you're making you like, dumb videos with your friends. We all have? Well, I'm good. No, no. I have a video to prove you're not good. Well, yeah. I mean, that's it. That's all Oh, it that's it. That's enough to ruin you. Yeah. That's probably what's the last I think this, I think this last... podcast is enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, think it's, I think the secret's out now. Someone yeah. should animate this little thing that we Like, what's saw. the last commercial you did? For what, like, what brand? <laughs> Uh, I did a uh, commercial for seventh generation uh, tampons. There you go. Now imagine Wait. that we send seventh generation the good seventh folks at seventh generation, generation tampons. Well, house, well, well, household cleaning supplies as well as tampons because they're chemical. But what's free. seventh generation about it? Like, this was your great great grandmother's tampon. Uh, no. <laughs> seventh generation is a tampon company. It's, 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 uh, their ingredients, uh, with that, that don't have a bunch of chemicals and shit in them. Ingredients. <laughs> They're like, okay, so, uh, I know, I know household, what you're saying. household cleaning products, like, um, detergent. So like where, like basically everybody in my house is chemical free and not going to get cancer anytime soon. <laughs> like we're not using Tide and shit. I probably have it right now. Yeah. You, yeah. Probably do. Don't get sad. I'm fine with it. You seem to be fine with that. I don't like know if you're, you're fine with it. Until I get the diagnosis, and then, then I'll be panic. really bummed out. Then you're just we're gonna find you in your apartment, watch, but, watching the video of our trash show. Like, but you do have a certain charm. <laughs> that was my big moment. Ag does have a certain charm where your tweets, specifically your tweets. Anybody else, I would be very nervous they were going to kill themselves. But when I read them coming from you, they seem very positive yeah, and chipper they're, they're and, and optimistic. Fun. But they're very dark, well, you and it's your you, charm. I think you got to know the guy. Yes, but I think if a stranger just went through his timeline, they, they would be they, like, wow, this guy's still alive. I've got a few people, yeah. There would yeah. be like, some, be like, hey, man, it's okay. You need to talk. <laughs> be like, some people vo volunteering for euthanasia. Yeah. We were all in a movie together. <laughs> Yeah. Chips. That's right. I was cut out. Yeah. It broke but, my you know heart. What? It broke my heart. I know, but I, I get it. That, but You I, should have I, had sex with the director. <laughs> I bought it. Oh, you did? And uh, it's a deleted scene. My yes. Scene, yeah. I loved it, but as you saw, then if you saw the deleted scene, it's like it, the, the last third of the movie 
you want to get me out of the hospital and back on the road. And then I, for no reason, I have an extra 12-second scene with you. It's really driver. quick. I drove all the way down to Orange County to get I in the cab. And it's my favorite part. To get in the taxi cab and drive up to Dax, who's in a wheelchair. He's like, hey, can I get a ride? And I'm like, you're not leaking or anything, are you? <laughs> yeah. And he's what like, no. And you're like, no, it doesn't matter. Look at your disgusting <laughs> cab. And I go, fuck you. And I drive away. Yeah. But the way you say fuck you is incredible. It's Thank you. Out of the whole shoot it was the only time I couldn't um, not break <laughs> yeah. for the way you were saying fuck you because you added like 13 F's to it you go fuck you fuck you like that I'm good at cursing yeah you really are great but you know I wanted to keep it it just it was an inopportune time for an extra 15 yeah. seconds how That's big fun. were you when you were born like how many pounds <laughs> I was just a little shorter than I am now. <laughs> like, did you come no, out I was at 25 fairly, I think pounds? I was like seven or eight pounds. That's it? Yeah. Mm. That's like a roastable chicken. I shot up in, when I was like 14. Like, I could feel myself growing in it fucking really hurt. How tall are you? Growing pains are like, uh, anybody here ever have that? Like, they shoot up. Yeah, you, yeah, you look fairly tall. Oh, uh, yeah, that guy right there. You gotta, you, you gotta like, eat a banana or something. You lay right? in bed and just ache because mm. your body is stretching. Maybe that's, that's where this whole thing started with you. Maybe. To get, to break it down psychologically, you know? <laughs> if you guys don't mind. I don't no, mind. Okay. <laughs> Can I psychoanalyze you really quick? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so you laid in bed a bunch and you were in a lot of pain. And did your mom, like, wait on you hand and foot during that period? No. She didn't. She would just come in and go, you're, you're just growing, Stephen. Uh-huh. And then leave me. Oh, she would just leave you. Okay. Yeah. So there was really no upside to this. There's really nothing you can do. Take some, you know, aspirin. <laughs> I, don't, I really doubt aspirin would help, really. It helps a little Nowadays, bit. Nowadays, they would probably give you, a, like, a Motrin or something. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be a lot nicer. Or they would give me or, a, a, a fentanyl or... Jesus. Jesus fucking Christ. You really have a drinking problem. She filled problem. this to the rim, and then it didn't help that I... <laughs> the listening audience is really missing out. Um, but have you two worked together? No. You haven't? No. Hmm. Just in the trash show. Just in the trash show, which is a huge... Okay. It's a huge accomplishment. Our, our... I'm going to cheat out a little more. That's a good idea. Okay, That's good. Our, I'm listening to you, but we, I'm looking at We them. became friends because of working together on, on Idiocracy, Idiocracy, which was really called 3001, oh which is a, a much movie. better title. What year was that? 2003? I think we filmed in 2004. Right. right. Yeah. Spring of 2004 into the summer in Austin. In Austin, Texas. That was really fun. Because of Mike Judge. He always shoots in. Mm-hmm. That was now, so fun. It was really fun. I, I loved it so much. Largely because of you. I was going to say, I, I loved it so much, but I don't think I would have had the experience I had if I hadn't like found like a true made a true friendship. Yeah. We, we would, we we would devoured, call each other. We devoured Austin, Texas together. We ate it we all. Ate, we saw we Prince. We ate everything. We went to Wait, what? We drove to San Antonio mm-hmm. to see Prince in a storm. Yeah. Because he was on tour. During and Luke was, Wilson's coverage and we weren't there. We were, and I, he was Mike mad. Mike knew I was a huge Prince fan and I was like, can we get out early, please? And we kind of lied a little bit and yeah. then we drove. It was pouring rain and we drove to San Antonio to see him play. You love Prince. I do. Maya has a Prince cover band called Princess, by the way, which... <laughs> They, which, play, they which, play every now and then. But Steve is, Steve is in it. Steve's one of our dancers. I dress weird and do backup stuff, yeah. <laughs> but we had this great real-life moment. I was just in Austin like a month ago, and I, I, I remembered it immediately when I was there and texted her. We had this moment where 
not by our request, we were given assistance. So we both had an assistant, and it was the first time I ever had an assistant. I, I don't know how many it's, you would have. We time. didn't know any of the protocol. I was like codependent with the guy, and I let him. I encouraged him to smoke in my trailer, and I would be inside shooting, and he would, I would come in there, and he had smoked like two or three packs of cigarettes in my trailer <laughs> and put them out in like a fucking Whataburger cup. He ruined the trailer. We, we didn't have Barton's, any boundaries. Is this the Barton Spring story? Yes. So then, and then Maya has a, an assistant too. She doesn't know either what to do. We're, and she we, was very comfortable. Yes. Yeah, so we decide to go to Barton Springs, which is this, the most amazing part of Austin's. This great little um, spring-fed creek and a grassy sides, and people lay out. It's really wonderful. And this is summer in Austin, Texas. And it's really steamy and hot. And I'm like Maya, let's go to Barton Springs. Yeah. Should we invite our assistants? Yeah, that'd be the good thing to do. Let's invite them. It's nice. So we all lay a blanket down. I'm like talking to Maya. I glance over at her assistant. She's topless. I glance. What? <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah. And then my assistant Richard. I think the reason I glanced back is Richard also was Richard like, was like he was bullseyed on something. And then I and she just. By the way, it's not one of those things where you're like, oh, everybody here is topless. Like that's what you. There was only one topless girl. <laughs> and it was your assistant. Was my, lady, yes, my, yes. my lady assistant, who I didn't know very well, but she was real comfortable. Yes, very Holy comfy. Shit. Yeah, it was. It was one of the more awkward real life dynamics I'll I've ever experienced. Forget. Yeah, I you, of course loved it. Her being your assistant, you could have easily said. Put your shirt on. Again, we did not know how to do this. Nope. We, I mean, why were There's we even no there? With, it was like clearly just for us to hang out, but we had brought them. It, we were doing it all wrong. Yeah, there was no part. Like no one teaches <laughs> now you how to like be in charge. Now I would know to smack her across the face. I would fucking smack her in the face. Now you know. Because, yeah, because yeah. that's what do you, you still do talk to her. <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> but I went to Barton Springs like a month ago, and the second I sat down, I just I had a immediate like. You might. You might have. Texted me. I'm, I did. I think you like. I was like, is anybody topless? Yeah. <laughs> Which there's a lot of folks topless now. She was kind of a trailblazer. <laughs> really? Were there topless folks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fully uh, tops optional, and a lot of are people are any, opting out of the tops. Are there any bottomless person? Mm, unfortunately, no. No. That's, I that's thought just, that's just that's, illegal. That's just gross. To to go bottomless. Well. Topless. Well, there is a nude beach there in Austin at uh, at Lake Travis called. Hippie Hollow. Tits, tits and ass? Called Tits, Dicks, and Ass. <laughs> and I somehow bamboozled. Do you remember this? While we were making Idiocracy, at, at the same hotel, they were making scan, a Scanner Darkly, and then they're making the Robert Rodriguez movie um, Sin City. So in this one hotel, it was like Bruce Willis was there, uh, Mickey Rourke, uh, just all these people. Robert Downey Jr. And so Jessica Alba was there, and I convinced her to go to this nude beach at Lake Travis, yeah. <laughs> uh, and we went there and it was 100% gentlemen with backpacks on and full erections. And it was Jesus. not at all what I thought I was That's bamboozling like my way into. Like That's like heaven. the scene in Taxi Driver. <laughs> That's like in Taxi Outdoorsy. Driver. Where he takes her to the porno uh, theater on their date. That's so fucking depressing. That's so horrifying. It was more like, let's go see this weird thing, because you can. Wait, and then it was even did, weirder. Did you get nude? No, of course not, because it was clearly a cruising beach. Because you're a gentleman. Yeah. I, don't, I met her naked, so that wasn't the issue. What, what do you mean? mean? I met her on punks. <laughs> Audio high five. Uh, almost. <laughs> I met her on an episode of punked. 
she thought she had been invited to shop at this clothing store that was supposed to be closed, uh, you know, closed down for her to shop at and get free clothes. But there was another shopper there, which was me, and I was bare naked shopping. I was bare. No, not her, unfortunately. And so I could see you being naked. Right, and we met with me being bare naked. So then going to this hippie hollow place was a no-brainer. It felt like a... Did you ever have to do anything unpunked where you're like, oh my fucking God, I don't want to do this. This is fucking horrible. Well, yes, that happened, and then I didn't do it, which was they had scheduled this one episode where there was, in real life, there was a um, NFL celebrity golf tournament down in, like, Palos Verdes. And so I showed up that morning to work, and I go, okay, so what's the bit? And they go, okay, so they have to do interviews as part of this celebrity thing, so you're going to be at this uh, uh, golf tee, and then uh, when this guy sits down, you're going to bring up, like, his wife just divorced him because he cheated on her with a blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And then this dude's supposed to be gay, Jeff Garcia, this, I don't know anything about the football. You're going to talk about him being gay, and then you're going to, and I was like, I'm not doing any of these things. These are all just shitty, like. players, too. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, I'm just going to bring up a bunch of dirty laundry, and that's going to be the whole bit. And I I said, oh, well, I'm not going to do that. And they are like, you're nobody, and we just hired you, and you're going to fucking do this. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it. And luckily, it was like the last bit of the whole season that we filmed. So at that point, if they had fired me, who cares? And I'm like, okay, well, then what are you going to do? And so what I ended up doing was like one guy came. I'm pretending I'm a Canadian journalist. And I said to him, hey, so you're, you are listed at 6'2", 300 pounds. Do you think it's fair to kids to lie to them and have them have this false expectation? And he goes, well, what do you mean lie? And I go, well, I'm 5'11", and we just shook hands, and I'm an inch taller than you, so explain that to me. <laughs> and he goes... I'm 6'2", and I'm like, you're not 6'2", I'm 5'11", I'm (laughs) 6'3". And I like make him stand next to me, and I'm like, you're so unethical. Kids are gonna do steroids to get to be your size, and you're full of shit, you're maybe 5'10", you're maybe 165, I'm 148. Holy shit. And he got super duper mad, and it was great. And then the other guy that sat down, they told me he had the biggest ego in anyone in the NFL. So I would go like, uh, just tell me, what a meteoric rise, you know? Can you, t- can you walk me through, like, from college to here? And he'd go, yeah, you know, man, it was uh, this. And right when he'd get into his story, I would go, uh-huh, I'm sorry. We're going we're gonna to go. We're going to another interview on the 13th. <laughs> and I would name a shitty football player. And he was a like, shitty okay. football player. And then I'd go, and mind you, I don't have anything in my ear. And I'd go, <laughs> and I'd go, okay. Great, we're back. I'm so sorry. So you were saying, it to, and I got to him to do this like six times, and I kept saying we're going to another T, and eventually he stormed up. Another good thing. <laughs> the best one, though, of all was this guy, Jerome Bettis, who's a running back. He doesn't tackle people, right? Sitting down with him, and I go, hey, I don't know if you've ever seen my show. It's in Toronto, but every time I sit down with an athlete, I get emails from people, and they request what they want to see. And when I told them I was sitting down with Jerome Bettis, do you know what they all wanted to see? And he's like, no, man, what's that? And I go, you tackle me. And he's like... I'm a running back. Why would I tackle you? And I go, I know. It makes no sense, but they're dying to see it. Can we please give the fans what they want to see? So I run at him, and he tackles me. And then I acted like he broke my back. And, like, the producers came out. And at first he goes, he's like, oh, he's playing. He's he's fucking with me. And then I'm laying on the ground acting dead. And he takes his putter, and he pushed his putter. And I swear to fucking Christ... He stuck his putter in my asshole. It went. That's to know whether you're dead it, or not? Yes, he thought I was playing. He stuck his putter in my asshole. And if you watch on camera, he's like, he's playing, he's playing. 
I didn't tackle him. He goes, I didn't tackle him. He believed Wait, it. Go back to the part where you didn't flinch when he stuck his putter in. Hardest there. thing I've ever fucking done. I was laying there and he, my body's moving. Like I was on the ground. It's like poking a dead animal. And he's, he's huge and strong. And I'm like this with a putter up my ass. And I'm not doing anything. You didn't and then I off. sold it. That's what sold the fucking bit. So then he panicked that he was going to get sued and had broken this young kid's back. And it was a great bit. <laughs> We have a mutual friend, Demorge, who was on a very early incarnation of punk He was on the pilot. Yeah. Yes. Before they did it to celebrities, and they, well, they would do it in Vegas, right? What did he... What because did he you do? could fuck with I was there. We, it oh, was, you were? Yeah. So the pilot had four players, and um, for unknown reasons, they only brought me to do the series. But yes, so it was normal people. Um, and then Dave Navarro came in <laughs> with... The, the, whoever he was married to who was hot. Carmen, Carmen Electra. Carmen Electra. And I, I picked them up from the airport in a hard rock limousine. And then I was like a very weird... You know. Thanks. This would be a sports car. Dax is motioning a steering yeah. wheel. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Um, and then the, the network saw that that one and was like, the show isn't about normal people. It's th- this is the show, the, the, the Dave Navarro one. Yeah. But... Were you going to tell DeMorge the story about getting ho- sued? Yeah, Demorge had a horrifying story where he was playing like a casino or the hotel like manager, and they would do a bit where people would check into a room. They get upgraded and there would to be, a huge suite. Yeah, and there would be a dead body in the shower. And injured. Now here's where was he the, the dead body. No, he had to go in and calm the people down when they thought there was a dead body in so the shower. So what's great is at first they have like a normal hotel room, and then they walk into the room and it's like the Hangover. It's like a huge fucking mansion. And they're like, oh my God, it's awesome. And then they would be like running around looking in closets. And then they would get to the bathroom and there was, this is where the lawsuit was, an injured hooker, which they <laughs> took right. dead. Which is apparently one thing's legal and, and one's not. And then obviously their mood would change <laughs> from excitement to, really so? to, huh. to suing. <laughs> Do you know what made that lawsuit unravel? So here's the heartbreak for me is I had at that point been in L.A. auditioning for 10 years in mostly tampon commercials and stuff and not getting anything. Just saying, they pay. I finally get this fucking show. Uh, it was called something different then, but I finally get a show. And I'm like, oh my God, finally I have a job. And then it got sued and nothing happened for a year. Right. So I went from thinking I had a job and then I didn't again for a year. And then they resolved it. But the way they ended up resolving it was um, the couple that sued, she was, mind you, uh, an emergency room nurse. So clearly she sees all kinds of things, right? But apparently she was (laughs) rendered unable to work ever again. She was so disturbed. Oh my God. But they found... Footage, they found on the stratosphere, which has a roller coaster, yeah. they take pictures of people. So they have a timestamp photo of them 45 minutes after this life-altering thing, and she's like this, like, hands over <laughs> her head, having the time of her life, and that's how it all unraveled. Isn't that crazy? That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah Demorge tells it like they went in and they saw this body on the floor, and they were freaking out. And then the producers who are on a, a speaker in Demorge's ear are like, go in there. <laughs> and he's like, nope. And they're like, go, you got to go in there and calm down. Demorge is like, nope. That sounds and they're like, you awful. have to. He's like, nope. <laughs> he just refused. That's, well, that kind of goes boy. to your point about me talking to strangers in the car. When I was auditioning yeah. for Punked, I was like, 
they called in everyone who improv in the city who wasn't already on Saturday Night Live or in Portland serving coffee. No, it wasn't Yeah, Portland, I did move to Oregon. Ashland, Oregon. Yeah, Ashland, Oregon. Yeah, Ashland, right. Oregon. For a year. Yeah. With your girlfriend at the time, right? Lori? Yeah. Good, good memory. memory. Yeah. I don't remember anything else. <laughs> did you say that, yeah, too? I said good memory. Wow. This is your weird um, gift I didn't know about is you say the same yeah, thing yeah. as other people quite often. Yeah. It's a unique thing. But um, they were calling everyone in the city who did improv. And I knew I certainly wasn't the best improver. There were other people from the Groundlings going in didn't on this thing. You didn't know that you were LA's best improver? I was quite certain I wasn't improver. LA's best improver. No, you got an award. <laughs> LA's best improver. <laughs> but I thought, oh, this, you need to not be afraid of confrontation, which is one of my only you know, strengths. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay. There's going to be a lot better improvers, but not many people are going to be willing to be in improvers. What are you guys called? Improvisers. Improvisers, you oh, That's too long. That's too technical. <laughs> Improvisers. I think I've been saying improvers for 20 years. I might years. be the person I, who stabs I'm okay you. With that. <laughs> oh, I boy. might end up being the one who stabs you. <laughs> <laughs> that, you, you, you. Little do you know that you saw into the future like 20 years ago. Oh, I God, stabbed I an improver. <laughs> but I do remember going, that's the perfect gig for, for Dax. Right, because I wasn't afraid to get punched. Or stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> what do you want to do now, AG? <laughs> you should have heard the conversation before we came out here. It was like, Every conversation you remember your parents having yeah, when you were a kid midlife about midlife like, oh, ailments. my back is like. <laughs> yes, so we had a long autoimmune discussion. Yeah, <laughs> discussion about inflammation. Uh huh. Diets. Whew. Isn't that cool? Got hot. Oof. Kids, eat your heart out. But we, uh, what I really wish right now <laughs> is we is could that? remember the song we Nicorette. would sing each other. Nicorette? What, what song? It's, uh, they're lozenges. They're a nicotine lozenge. It's a great product out of Canada. I don't Thrive. remember you ever smoking. You don't? Yeah, no. when I was in your car, I would have been smoking. Because I, I quit 12 years ago. Huh. Wait, go back to the song. What were you talking about? We used to call each other in our hotel room, <laughs> and we would sing this weird song that was like... <laughs> I can't remember. It was like, quarter pounder, flay a fish... Chicken nuggets. <laughs> Do you remember this? The and then that would end. It would get boring. And then you would hang up. And then someone would decide to call again. And you would pick up like nine minutes later. And it would be funny all over again. And then, but it would get boring. So you'd hang up. You know, that's got to be the last one tonight. Big and Mac. Then, <laughs> it's so much better when she Chuck does it. Chuck shake. <laughs> <laughs> oh Fries. 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 And then it ran out of steam. I feel like you. I feel like you. You changed it into like quarter pounder, pound of bricks. Like you yes. started like turning. You're into absolutely like right. You things. had to use the last word. And then it would be again. I'm a stellar people. improver. Did you know that? Ugh. Yes, it would You're be LA's people. Best improver. LA's best. LA's best. And I feel like it was like, oh, I know what it was. Then, know? It, then it became like. Like Mandy Patinkin, <laughs> and then it was like Mandy Moore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gordy Howe, how you doing? Gordy Howe, how? hockey player. Hockey player. <laughs> but again, what was great about it is it would Mandy quickly. Mandy Patinkin was a bad was a bad suggestion. On you painted part. yourself into a corner with Patinkin. <laughs> Mandy Patinkin, Patinkin in the garage. Like, Patinkin <laughs> in. <laughs> 
But Tinker Sailor you, Soldier. You are a good improver. That's good. But Tinker Sailor Soldier. It should have been like Soldier Spy. Like, um, Anderson Cooper. Cooper Hewitt. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cooper Hewitt. What's a Cooper Hewitt? I don't know. That, don't they make machines or something? Hewlett <laughs> <laughs> <Hewlett> Packard. Hewlett <laughs> Packard. Pack of dicks. Green Bay. Old Bay seasoning. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> These Again, are, these the, were phone messages we left. Yeah, and the thing about it was that the comedy didn't even come from the singing part. It was the delay between the next phone call. It's just sitting in your bed wondering, like, was one of us going to give up or will there be another round of this? And then the giddiness builds and then the phone rings and you're already laughing. And then you pick it up. It's like... John Travolta. Voltage meter. I love it. I forgot. And I don't know where the tune came from either. It came from you. Oh, okay. And it was just about McDonald's (laughs) McDonald's, uh, entrees. (laughs) Dishes. Hold the pickles. What did you say? I said, hold the pickles. (laughs) Hold the pickles. (laughs) Pickle juice. I don't know. Pickle juice. (laughs) The juice is like number 2,000 on the improver list in L.A. I'm gonna have you to say g- you he's s- up for a new award. <laughs> I'll take it. 2017. I've never won best year. improviser, but I've won best improver. LA's best yeah. improver. Little, little did you know it was your contest. <laughs> yes, it was. Because you're the only one that, that spells it like that. That's right. <laughs> it's a weird. <laughs> it's also. It's a weird word to write because your autocorrect doesn't like it. Wants to make it into improve, right? I don't know. Like, I, I find I that I have typed improv many times, and it's not a word in the dictionary. I'm just more interested in, like, <laughs> when, I, when I'm autocorrected, what it suggests. And, like, is that really what you think of me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> With sure. each update on my phone, my typos increase because something weird happens. Because now they have the thing above your keypad where it has words you might be typing mm-hmm. and my thumb is so big I automatically without looking will be hitting those words and so my sentence <laughs> that I'm sending to people is full of just gobbledygook okay, we get oh my it. god that big, sounded like my gobbledygook <laughs> my thumbs aren't big no I know there was an early app which was great it was before all the things had voice dictation on it um, it was an early version of that and we used to, several of us had it, and we'd send messages, and you would just talk into it, but you would just go like, man's on, let's go, why? You'd do gibberish, and then you'd send this crate, like, uh, uh, you couldn't create this wonderful paragraph that it would interpret from doing scat, yeah. And those became the most amusing things you could read. I do encourage you anyone to do it. the phone service for the deaf, so you could... Oh, Christ. A deaf person could call you, and they have a keyboard, and then it goes to a service, and a person has to read whatever they're typing oh, to you. That was in a movie. Okay. I don't know, but I used to with my friends. Relay. Relay, yeah. Like I would be the deaf person, and I would type. Oh yeah, it was through instant me- like AIM, like instant messenger. 
and you could type out a message and then they would call the number. Like I could call Maya from my IM wow. and I would type it and a fuck, some poor woman would have to read like, I like she'd go, I hey, it's Steve Ag. this is Relay. And you'd go, would you accept the charge? And Maya would be like, yes. Fine. And then you'd be like, how's it going, Steve? And then this woman would type to me, how's it going? I'd be like, oh, my butt hurts. And then this woman would have to say, my butt hurt. Like she wouldn't say his butt hurt. She would have to say it exactly. Relay. Is it still a thing? Did Does you ever know? do? Was it's that not. a hypothetical, or did thought, you really do? I thought it with Relay Maya. was the name of the dog on Heart to Heart. Oh, he was. No, that freeway. was Freeway. Yeah, you're right. Was that a hypothetical, or did you guys act? Did that actually happen? Do you remember him? I wouldn't do it with Maya, Maya, but I would. Uh, so many of my friends. I, I thought you were talking about. The, it was post it was post Mac SE30 when I started SNL they still had SE30s and um, what are SE30s it was just an old Mac it was oh. just, it looked like a weird like like sad Russian like condo building <laughs> sad by the way my first computer was given to me by you you got a new computer I think I get, gave you my Mac SE30 it was probably maybe. an SE30 yeah you're welcome it was for writing sketches no, I probably gave you like this. I'm saying you're welcome because I probably gave you the sad Russian condo, but it was yeah. like a weird. It was like a weird rectangle. Was that yeah, the start was... of it all? It wasn't the bone growing pains. The what? was it that Russian computer? It was the Russian the computer that, started that your... made you funny. Yeah, yeah. You're growing. Well, I thought pains. you were talking about the thing where you would. It was the first time you would like. We would make the computer talk. Like you type stuff in. Oh yeah, it yeah. It was pre-Siri, but the only uh, there was one. We. I'm just telling the story because there was the only one I remember that made me laugh really hard was. Um, we would just type in things people would write in their sketches and me and Fred Armisen used to type in um, Amy Poehler had this character where she was like a little kid and she'd yell at Horatio Sands Rick 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 Rick, 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 Rick. But we would oh, yeah. make it say Rick, 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 Rick and we'd go Rick, 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 Rick I want to get my ears pierced Rick Will you, will you take me to the mall Rick That's my favorite Luke. Do you know Guy Stevenson by chance from the Groundlings? Super Guy tall? Stevenson? Yeah, do you know him? I, I know who he is, yeah. The, the funniest sketch I think I've ever seen at the Groundlings was when that software came out and you could type a sketch and the computer voice would read it. It was like eight people on stage in wheelchairs and seven of them were, were students and then the teacher was also in a wheelchair and it was in like astrophysics class at a college, right? So everyone sounded like Stephen Hawking's, right? So the first thing was like, you know, welcome to astrophysics 703, class dismissed. Wait, I didn't say that. Yes, I did. Class dismissed. <laughs> yeah. Who said that? The girl. But everyone on stage is just dead. No one's moving. <laughs> And it keeps going, class dismissed. Who's saying that? The girl. And it's, it's all not the me. same voice. It has to be the boy. Yeah, it's the one voice. It's and so it's good. this huge argument. And everyone's just sitting dead still on stage. <laughs> That's and there's brilliant. like a prankster. It's fucking, and it just kept getting funnier and funnier and funnier. I do kind of remember that. Oh, it's so good. The best sketch I ever dismissed. The best sketch I ever saw at Groundlings was Will Forte's Spelling Bee, which he, he's done on Saturday Night Live, but it was... He's at a spelling bee and he's a little kid and he comes back and there's just a voice from the back of the room and it's like, the word is business. And then it's five minutes of Will going, can you use it in a sentence? Yeah, but it's Will my own, being like, my own business. Gross. 
Can you repeat the word? <laughs> for like five minutes. And then he finally spells it and he's like, business. B U R T F J L T Z for way too long. I just remember Q Q Q Q Q Q Q Q Q Q And then it ends and he goes business. And the guy goes, that is incorrect. <laughs> he did that on SNL? I think he did. Yeah, he did on SNL. He just did it for uh, the last Festival Supreme, too. Oh. Just digging deep. Reusing all his Back on going, going deep into the treasure trove. <laughs> Guys, do you have anything you want to declare? We've been doing this an hour. Well, I bought $300 worth of stockings. Uh-huh. What? You don't have to declare stuff like when you shuffle. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Always thinking. Yeah, yeah. That's improvising, Yeah. yeah. Yes, and. <laughs> <laughs> Things we want to declare, like. Well, or, or uh, plug. Declare. <laughs> I, you said declare. I think I have sundowners. <laughs> I think you have uh, moon risers. <laughs> moon risers. <laughs> Do you have any princess shows coming up? No. Uh, <laughs> well, you would know. You're, you're, I guess I would. No, what do you do now on the stage? You dance? You're like we the guy all, we all dance tones? off the stage. Oh. There are, there are like man dancers. And last time you were wearing a mask and scrubs. But when we first started doing it, we did that first Festival Supreme. Oh, Festival Supreme. I wore boy awful, shorts. Awful booty shorts that like looked like you bought them at Victoria's Secret. They were like pink camo. Yeah. And they, when we sing Darling Nikki, they usually lay rose petals over us on the ground. And I look up and it... And AG stopped. Just teabagging her. <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> like 10,000 people. It's him and Demorge Brown and Jordan Black are mainly the three guys. And then Jeremy Rowley's been doing it lately. It's pretty delightful. He's very funny. And All weird. groundlings yeah. for you nerds. Are you, you, you're, you don't, a man? Yes. You don't social network, do you? No, I don't. But you do have a Twitter account. There well, is a Maya Rudolph Twitter account. I was account. forced to get one when I ha- when I did. Um, I was told that I w- I had one. One was set up for when me. You did Chicago I- Hope? Night <laughs> 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 ninety four. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I I'm really not interested in social media as a real like as a true parent. Oh, it's great. <laughs> no, it's like yeah, like yeah. a, like a, like a time to full be on, on social paranoid. media. Like I remember what was the one before Facebook? It was friends. Friends. MySpace. MySpace. Was fr- yeah, with MySpace. And my buddy Gretchen, you know Gretchen, who I do Princess with, we were friends from college. And so, like, I didn't have to be on anything because she'd just tell me what my ex boyfriends were doing. She was like, oh, well, Jeff's doing this. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, I, that's the only reason you have it, right? Is to, like, spy on your old boyfriends. Find out who has yeah. So I didn't need it. And I just, I'm naturally a little paranoid. I don't want people knowing my shit. Yeah. I just think it's maybe my age. I don't know. And then I just, I don't know. I don't trust people. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's a good quality to have. Because people are shitty. Yeah. Plus, the other have, side of it is that there's Twitter. this pressure to be funny. Like, anytime I say anything, it's got to be quippy. And, like, after, since I've done Saturday Night Live, like, when I was living in New York doing SNL, people would it took me years to understand why people were so fucking aggressive like they'd come up to me on the street and like hey, 
Like just Mandy like Patinkin. And like, Mandy Patinkin. And I was like, what the fuck? Patinkin in the garage. <laughs> like, you know, with my friend, I'd be like, Patinkin in the garage. But yeah. if it was like a, like a stranger, I'd be like, fuck you. Like, I'm eating a cheeseburger. But I realized it took me a long time to realize that people were trying to be funny. And their, their energy yeah. was just aggressive. And I'm not... I'm a totally normal human being, and it really bothered me when people were weird with me. And it's I feel like that's the pressure. It's is the like, price of being a comedian, too. Though well, yeah, I'll post like I, you know, a couple years ago when my dad died, I wrote something, and I had to disable comments or eventually just right. delete it because people are trying to be funny and like people are doing bits. No, he's actually dead. I'm, this is the bit I'm doing. Well, it's your fault. So you should sign up. You should get back into Twitter. <laughs> my dad's death no, was my that, fault. No, that people are. Oh, okay, yeah. That I'm accessible. Yeah, that's. No, that you're. They're expecting you to do bits. Never mind. That was the joke. <laughs> it's not your fault that your dad died. I didn't know your dad died. I'm sorry, Steve. At least it's not cancer. <laughs> that's called a callback. My, <laughs> uh, my dad died too. And it was cancer. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. We, we can't go out on this note. Is it over? <laughs> yeah, we've done this an hour. This, this was a podcast. Have you done a podcast before? Uh, no. I don't trust nice. podcasts. No, I'm just kidding. Have I done a podcast? I'm trying to think. Probably not, no. Good. Really? Listen, I don't do much. That, that's not at all. It's more that many of our friends have them. Well, it seems yeah. crazy to He's, me that you've not done one. I was with you a couple weeks ago, and you always, you're a part of my life, so I just feel like we're family. Like, we got to support each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just made myself sick. And you are all part of my family now. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if you want to be a part of this. So you family. can find Dax on social networking. <laughs> yeah. Is it Dax Shepard, 1P? 1P A R D uh, 1. Dax Shepard 1. Because there were other one. Dax Shepherds when I joined. Wait, are you serious? I mean, they weren't really Dax Shepard, but the name had been taken a few times. That's, that's that another thing, back? Maya. Everyone, like, I went on Instagram. There's a lot of Maya Rudolph accounts. Oh, I know. Sure. Someone was like, there was, there's this great picture of you when you were a kid. I was like, I didn't fucking put that No, it's there. all Getty images. It's like, and I think when I joined, they didn't have verified yet. So it was right. like a real crapshoot when you were following one of these nine Dak Shepherds. Oh, Eight of them were asking one... for nude pics, and one of them wasn't. My, my friend sent me one that it was a picture of me and my mom, and it was like, Oh, picture of me and my mommy. Like I'm like, Ew. And it's like, and it's like, I miss her every day. And I was like, Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, I didn't write that. Oh, you that's fucking a creep. <laughs> Whoever you are, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> I feel like you don't I want... know me. You don't know my life. Can I tell the Can I tell the weirdest thing though? That was a very weird coincidence, which is. Yes. I did not you. know who Maya's mother was when we did Idiocracy. I had no idea her mom was Minnie Ripperton. Am I saying that correctly? Yeah. And I, just by crazy coincidence, for about six years at that point, had the song Loving You stuck in my head. Like most people do. Right. And I sang it nonstop. Like anytime oh I wasn't talking, it, like Tourettically, do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I had Tourette's. I would just always be singing that song constantly. She could have only assumed I knew this whole thing. And finally, I'll never forget it. We were in the audience of like the dick ramming thing, like whatever that. Oh, the, the and like, I'm, demolition. And we're not doing anything, so of course I'm singing the song as you would do. 
And Maya finally goes, would you stop singing that song? And I go, I know it's so annoying, but it's been stuck in my head for like six years. <laughs> and then you go, yeah, but it reminds me of my mom. And I'm like, why the fuck does it remind you? <laughs> Whatever. It was this whole weird thing. <laughs> Crazy coincidence that I, that song was stuck in my head all day long, every day. Um, you just do you remember that? Yeah, now I do. I'd yeah. forgotten. I put it out. Of, I put it out of my memory. Um, you broke me of singing that song. I oh, had so to stopped? work at it. Yes, well, because I didn't know that. what? I didn't know that. Yeah, that you're finally welcome. got it out of my head after I'm like a six years. Uh, breaker. Yeah, you're like Caesar, the you dog just, number one breaker. I'm like the dog whisperer. <laughs> you just reminded me that some of my favorite lines of all time in movies are yours from Idiocracy, and one is. I like money. <laughs> I like money. That's such a good character. I like money. <laughs> it was a character I couldn't get in the Groundlings. Like it never worked. You were and you, was just there. You spoke like this guy, my friend Jeff, who lived on my um, hall in my dorm my first year at college, who talked like his tongue was stuck to the bottom of uh, his mouth. So like, when he would do his L's, they would like knock. And there's a dude in my high school that talked exactly like that, which is why I did the character. Oh did you audition? What was your audition like? I though? did. I had done um, a Naked. couple. Uh, uh, <laughs> I punked Mike Judge in a clothing store. No, but I had done a couple episodes of um, King of the Hill and kind of had gotten along with him. And then I had read Idiocracy, which was then 3001. And I said to him, like, oh, my God, I really would love to play this the character Frito. And he's like, oh, he's like, you know, I'm picturing like a real fat guy, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, please let me audition for you. It's the only time I've ever done this in my life. I was like, please let me audition. I have this character that maybe would work. And then so I auditioned and then he really liked it and then I got it. But I, it was a very big long shot and he luckily thought that character was funny. The that studio so fucking good. hated so it. Good. They I mean, brought I me into loop, re loop, get rid of that character. What? Do you know that? There's like a whole version of that me talking normal that Mike had to do to appease the studio. Oh, that was such a disaster. That movie didn't even come out. Right. Remember we went to we, like the arc light. We went to the Lisa. arc light that had just opened, and we were like, "Come on, it's not coming out, but we're going to see it anyway." And you went to buy tickets, and you're like, "There, it doesn't have a name." <laughs> it didn't have a name. It was, it was called Untitled Mike Judge Comedy. Wait, it was in theaters as, as the Untitled, untitled Mike, Mike Judge. One week. <laughs> Holy shit! And we went to the arc light anyway. I forgot that part of it. It was just so. It was <laughs> I just had a so big conspiracy theorist, but when I saw that Untitled Mike Judge Comedy, I was like, "Oh, this video really is trying to make it disappear." Yeah. No, they've tried to make it disappear. I think also there, I mean, it's funny. I never got like a straight answer of why, but there are so many big corporations in that movie that Mike just did not acquiesce and say, like, and I think, Fuddruckers was buttfuckers and I feel Starbucks like, was in yeah. and stuff and like, <laughs> no, and Fox News in there and like, he just didn't change anything. But I feel like it was Paul who made the best point to me, which is like the movie tested fucking terribly. Like it, I don't think it ever tested more than a 30 and I think Paul was the one who said, don't you realize the people who go see a free movie they know nothing about are the people being made fun of in the movie. Oh of my course God. they didn't yes. like it. Oh my God, like, yes. Duh. Yes. Why didn't anyone think of that? Yeah, I'll so take a like free a movie ticket. called um, yes. fucking test screen audiences are assholes. Yeah. How'd it test? They got it too. You know. I think this is about us. <laughs> I think his realize. first movie. You think this movie's about us? That's a good it's just point. live feed of that. them, and That's then they the vote. But every every day is another like version of it. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't I think office office screening with Judge office space didn't test well either. I don't think. I I think that was a 
a DVD movie. But by that called. point, then it, then it like that was a natural, you know, finding it, its cult follow. That was like a natural thing that happened, and sometimes that happens to really funny movies. It just happens. There's no reason. Well, by far, the- Idiocracy is the movie that I was in that did the single worst, hands down. It made like fifty grand. And I would say percentage of people who come up to me on the street, a, a good 10% are about idiocracy. So it's very weird that like the lowest, you know, performing yeah, movie. Yeah, to discover it, yeah. yeah. And then the election obviously helped people's interest in it. <laughs> it's very relevant now. Well, yeah, when we elected President Camacho. Go, go, Ren. President Camacho was actually so, Way better. So, so much better yeah. when I look back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He at least was ripped. He was charismatic. He could ride a hair. motorcycle. So much more Please, fun. if you haven't seen Idiocracy, go rent it. And if you haven't seen it in a while, you should rent it again. It's very funny. That's what we're plugging. That's what we're plugging. Just pretend it's called 3001, because that's a better title. Yeah. But also check out Chips. Uh, I'm in the deleted scenes. Yeah, it's my favorite scene. Also, Michael Pena is... That guy fucking murders Delightful. everything he's, he's in. He's so good. And not it's just funny. comedy but the either. Maya, how funny is the Maya scene? Was my Great. favorite. Yeah. It's all right. No, it's really it it's so fun. wonderful. It was fun to be with you. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. And go see Princess next. Do you have? Are you have? Are you working on anything right now? Okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I what if her fear of people extended to her not wanting anyone to see anything she's in? I'm in a... <laughs> no, don't go see... She's got like a movie opening next I Friday. Forgot. She I forgot. Okay, I forgot. The things that I'm in are animated, so that's why I'm like... That's great. It, it takes so long to make, and then they're usually geared towards kids, so I kind of like don't think that like most of the people in this room are going to see the nut job too. Most animated movies are geared towards kids. Or and all my adult movie, friends are like, fuck, did you see Lego? It's so... Yeah, but I have Lego. never... I've only... The only animated movies I've ever seen are Wreck-It Ralph and Finding Nemo. I've That's seen none huge, of the Toy Stories. I've seen none of... Uh, I just... You didn't see Frozen, huh? Couldn't no. support Kristen. Unbelievable. Fuck you, what Angie. an asshole. What a Don't dick. tell her. Don't tell what her. What a fucking dick. It's too Don't late tell now. Her. Really? Good going, idiot. Mm. All right, I'll see it. Yeah. Really cool. That's all I see. But but going to the movies with your kids is fun. I don't... You know, it's... it's especially as a working parent, let alone a mother, you feel so guilty and you're like, I'm leaving without you and I'm going to go to a dark room without you. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'd rather even- sit in a box <laughs> just to be away from you. Like, I coming to this, they were like, where, where are you going? It's Sunday, it's Sunday, where are you going? <laughs> I got to go with, be, be with my friend Steve, AG. And, and, and Dax. Shepherd I didn't, one. I didn't mention Dax. <laughs> Dax Shepherd one. That's good. I didn't mention Dax so they would have been really jealous. You know what, I... I I went on IMDb because I was gonna. I was like, eh, just in case I can't think of anything to talk about, I'll look at their <laughs> trivia sections. I started to ta- type in Dax. There's like five Daxes in IMDb. There's That's like, why he's Dax Shepard one. That's right. <clears throat> there's a lot of, and they all have amazing names like Dax. Dax Blaze or yeah, yeah, Dax Flame. I think Dax is, Flame. There, yeah, a Dax I think he was Flame. on YouTube. To I be grew, honest, I, I, I call bullshit on a lot. I've met some of these Daxes, and if you're born in 1975 like I was, and your name is Dax, I have met a couple of real ones. 
it came from one thing. There was a best-selling book called The Adventures, and the lead character was named Dax. My mom read it and named me Dax. But I've met a couple of these actor Daxes. I'm like, oh, did your mom get the name from the book? And they're like, what book? And I'm like, you phony motherfucker. <laughs> oh, your mom just pulled Dax out of a hat? Yeah. I don't buy it. Well, it's a okay. shitty it's like, name. Jason! Yeah. Now it's fine, but in Michigan... <laughs> <laughs> well, the Dax I knew, his name was really Jason. Do you know Dax what? Miller? Wait, we w- talked about this. We you did? had yes, and now it's with, all coming back. You grew, grew up, up with a Dax, Dax which you, blew my mind. Yeah. Because before getting on TV, I'd never met one my whole life. But then once I got on TV, I was like at a restaurant one time, and some dude came up to me and handed me his license. He's like, <laughs> "See," and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I was so excited, and we celebrated. And then it's happened a few more times again. I thought your name was Duke Johnson. <laughs> I parked in a guy named Duke Johnson's parking spot out front, and I'm waiting to get hit in the head with a crowbar at some point. Like, Duke Johnson. Who the fuck is in my spot? It says Duke Johnson. He's like a President Camacho-looking guy, dude. It's probably Terry Crews' real-life name is Duke Johnson. Oh, my God. Or maybe that is The Rock's name, isn't it? His real-life name? Dwayne Johnson. Duke Dwayne Johnson. Dwayne Johnson. (laughs) Oh, Dwayne, yeah, yeah. You know Dwayne. Here's my beautiful baby boy, Dwayne. (laughs) Oh, I just gave birth. What should we name him? How about Dwayne? (laughs) Dwayne. Yeah, why? Yeah. Remember that I time? have another thing. I have a whole bit about how I know a bunch of guys named Gary, but I've never seen a baby named Gary. About, you were, there, were you there for Mindy Sterling's thing about Jordan? No. Our friend Jordan Black, his, his real name is not Jordan Black. Oh, right. What is it? It's Gary McCrory. Oh, that's right. Gary McCrory. And Mindy Sterling was our teacher years ago at the Growlings, was like, who would look at a beautiful baby boy and go, honey, let's name him Gary. Yeah. Gary's teething is not a saying that works. Gary spoke his first word. Did you change Gary's word. diaper? He's in there crying. Gary, honey. Oh, yeah. Weird science. Gary! Watch Gary's weird science. Gary's a fucking grown man's name. Yeah, that's a guy who eats pork. <laughs> Gary doesn't suck on pacifiers. Uh, Gary eats pork. Only off the bone, too. <laughs> yeah. He kills the pig that he eats. <laughs> Gary Coleman. Coleman Lance. Lance Armstrong. Miles Lane. Stretch Armstrong. Miles Davis. Davis rental cars. <laughs> Guys, give it up for Maya Rudolph and Dax Shepard. Thank you so much for coming out. You guys have been terrific. And we're going to leave now. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Skipping the beach and not close enough So that space between you and me Let's lose it The way you're dancing Swaying to the music Girl, that body and how you move it Every time you cross my mind Girl, I lose it Alexa, play the Country Heat playlist Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today